Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Leticia Niago, the 2022 president-elect for the Metro DC chapter of the Association for Talent Development. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Eanes, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications. We also have Helena Hodges, Vice President of Finance and Operations, as our producer. For today's episode, we are interviewing an acclaimed nice person who is the founder and CEO of Future Fourth, a corporate communication and leadership training organization, talk show host of The Nice Podcast, published author and keynote speaker, Dave Delaney. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, before we jump into our topic of The Nice Method, please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Well, I am originally from Canada. I'm from Toronto, and uh, I've been living in Nashville, Tennessee for about 15 years with my family. Uh, and yeah, I've worked in the digital marketing communication space all my career, uh, and absolutely love helping fast growing technology companies improve the way they retain their talent through better communication and cultures. So yeah, that's me. Nice. Now let's tap into your expertise. First, for people who are not familiar, can you describe the nice method to our listeners? Yeah. So the nice mother, nice mother, what is a mother? Uh, (laughs) I just invented a word. The nice method uh, breaks down into three pillars, really three sections. The first is about hearing your team. So how to actually hear your people. The second is to avoid the wrecks, which means avoiding the wrecks caused by fear or poor communication, things that happen that way. And then celebrating life outside the walls. So how you can use uh, the nice method to get your team involved in activities that better help your community. And in doing so, you know, fosters friendships among them. And that also helps with retention. Interesting. So what prompted you to create this in the first place? Well, originally, um, you know, I've worked for awesome managers and really wonderful founders and CEOs. And I've also worked for some that weren't as good. <laughs> Who will remain <laughs> nameless? But I think we've all been there. <laughs> we have all been there. Right. And so um, for me personally, I'm really passionate about helping leaders become better at what they do. But I'm also passionate about helping leaders be awesome managers, awesome bosses, so that their people uh, also enjoy the work that they do and where, you know, who they work with and so forth. So, so I'm passionate about that and just about bringing kindness uh, a little more to the world, I think is always a good idea. We have talent developers in all kinds of industries. So which industries would you say might best benefit from the NICE method? So I I focus on working with technology companies, usually fast growing tech companies. Um, I have experience working for hardware companies and also software companies, um, and I've done work for companies, you know, a little company called Google, uh, another one called LinkedIn. Um, you uh, you know, but then also much smaller <laughs> companies as well. Um, 
It's funny that it's a good question though, because I often get people asking me, Hey Dave, you know, I run a real estate firm or a healthcare company and uh-huh. I would love to work with you, but I see that you only work with technology companies. And the truth is that today I would argue most companies are technology companies to some <laughs> extent. And so um, I'm not prejudiced. I will work with most industries um, for sure. So uh, yeah. Technology, though, is my sweet spot. Nice. And so our talent development listeners are also always curious. They want to know the return on investment for projects that they undertake. So can you tell us what is the return on investment for leveraging the NICE method? So let's say you have a, an employee that you're paying $60,000 a year for, and they decide to quit because they're not happy. That is going to cost you roughly thirty to forty-five thousand to recruit and replace and retrain uh, that person's replacement. So, what I would say is that you're better off not losing that talent and instead tapping into this nice methodology that I've developed to make sure that they that they stay with you, but that they are happy. So, those numbers that I mentioned are from Sherm, and actually, if you go to futureforth.com there is a calculator right on the main page. I call it the great resignation calculation. <laughs> and you can put in your salary or the salary of any of your team members, and it will tell you approximately how much it will cost to replace that person. So that will be a quick sobering statistic for you to think, okay, maybe I don't want to lose somebody. Instead, I should focus on bringing the nice method into my organization to retain talent. I think a lot of people are heading that way to your site to figure out those numbers. Very interesting. Now, you have mentioned in your various keynote sessions that the nicest leaders tend to be the ones who keep their employees and also who build strong cultures. In addition to what you've already shared with us so far, can you elaborate just a little bit more, especially for the many leaders listening who may currently or in the past have used a different approach to leadership that has really worked for them? Why being nice might better work for them today in this economy, especially as we manage this newest normal that we're all in? So the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics found that 4 million people quit their jobs in April. And that's the biggest spike on record, except that record has now been broken again just recently um, as the numbers keep increasing. So people are quitting their jobs more now than ever before. Um, So if people are quitting your organization, um, you can bet that you might be doing things a little differently you know, perhaps you could be doing things better. Let's put it that way on, on, and then helping your, your team members actually stay with you. And so, you know, that's a big focus of what I'm doing because, you know, like the numbers I mentioned to you, it's, you're way better off using the nice methodology to help improve and retain talent. Um, uh, As I mentioned at futureforth.com, I've actually got a video there. It's like a 30 minute video uh, a webcast about employee retention called the ROI of nice, which is actually one of my keynote presentations. So anybody can go and watch that if they like, but, um, yeah, it's just such an important message. Um, now more than ever for people to, uh, for, especially for leaders to focus in on. 
Yes, I'm so glad you bring this up because a lot of people are focused on things like salaries and other factors, but the act of kindness, having a nice boss, a nice team, working with people who you know have positive intentions for getting the projects done and all of that is really important to most people. And we have gotten accustomed to accepting what is for the sake of our careers, uh, but it's really nice to hear that there's a nice method that people can leverage. Dave, question for you. So what are some actionable strategies that folks can take away right now that they can implement right now to bring just a little bit more kindness in the workplace, especially when we're tired, we're under those tight deadlines? You know, what are some things that we can do right now? Yeah, I'm a big proponent of having, uh, doing what what I call ask me anything coffees. So, which means that you're, and you can do this virtually or in person. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, COVID aside, you know, I think in person is, is usually better, but this works virtually as well, of course, which is really blocking time on your calendar each week. It could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour, however long and call it your ask me anything coffee. And that is Ooh. when your team members, um, are invited to schedule a few minutes or longer to come and speak with you and ask you anything to do with work, of course, <laughs> keeping it professional. <laughs> um, but to ask you, because sometimes I, I don't know if this has happened to you. It happened to me once and it was terrible. Um, I worked for a company and I should have known the answer to the question, but I was kind of shy about asking the question for whatever reason. So I never asked and I didn't know the answer. And then it got to the point that I'd been there for so long that it was just too embarrassing to ask at that point. I should have known, <laughs> right? And I think this happens <laughs> to a lot of people. So having being an approachable boss, being a cool, friendly uh kind boss and having the ask me anything coffees allows your team members, encourages your team members to come and ask you anything. And and there's no judgment. You know, you can come and ask a silly question because there are no silly questions. So, and ask me anything coffee is a great step to, uh, to tapping into the nice method. Nice. Is there <laughs> nice? No pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there maybe some suggestions for colleagues? Yeah. So uh, for colleagues, some of the best things to do is to practice uh, listening skills and, and really, and, and this also goes for leadership too, but ask, you know, ask open-ended questions and listen to the responses of people repeating like repetition is also important. So repeating information. So if somebody says, you know, I need this thing by Monday at 9am in our New York office, you repeat the information. So what you're saying is, and if you use that term, so what you're saying is you need dit, 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 and you repeat that information, um, your colleagues feel more confident in you because you're repeating it out loud. That will help them feel trust in you because now you clearly listened. But also in addition to doing that, when you repeat that information out loud, it actually makes your brain retain the information. So you actually remember the information. You might have experienced this where you're walking down the hall at work and somebody says, hey, I need, you know, this, this and this from you. And you're like, OK, yeah, no problem. And you get back to your desk and you sit down and you're like, uh, what was it? <laughs> right. Yes. It's the Active same thing. Listening. So, but, 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. So by repeating the information out loud, it just helps your brain retain it. This is the same reason why when you meet somebody new, I wrote a book a few years ago called New Business Networking, all about effective networking and networking nicely. Um, but when you meet somebody new at a networking event or at a conference or somewhere like that, you say, you know, you repeat their their name several times and that helps you remember their name. So same, same sort of concept there. Oh, absolutely. Now in that final part of the question, and I get this a lot when I try to you know, encourage folks to spend that time getting to know their colleagues, to mm. do that active listening without fail in the classroom, I hear but I don't have time. We're under deadlines. I don't have time to be nice. We need to get stuff done. I mean, stuff was due yesterday. You yeah. mean you could hear the stress in their voice. Yeah. How would you respond to that? Do you have time to fix the problems that are going to end up costing you an arm and a leg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have the budget to fix those problems? <laughs> Do you have yeah. the budget to replace that client when they quit <laughs> or when they, yeah. when they leave? <laughs> So it's really a matter of using these skills to not just Im improve retention, but also just improve work. The Because when you take this stuff and you replicate it internally, it happens externally too naturally because, be yeah. because your team members become better communicators. And by becoming better communicators, they also become better communicators to your clients and your prospects. And so customer service start relaying the feedback they're getting to the team or sales start to find opportunities that they might've missed before because they weren't listening to what their prospects or clients were asking for. And so these great things can happen. But again, you have to have this nice culture. Otherwise people are afraid to, to ask a question or they're afraid to provide feedback, you know, and, and when that happens, then, you know, innovation, innovative opportunities are missed um, because that person might be too scared to, to offer that feedback. Yeah. Setting the tone. Mm -hmm. You did mention the great resignation, which is, you know, a huge thing this year. Mm -hmm. Are there things for people who are out on the job market, are there things that they can do to find out whether a company has a nice reputation yeah. as far as their culture is concerned? Yeah, it's a good question. And yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, doing a little bit of research online can help. So uh, job websites, I mean, like Glassdoor and Indeed are two good websites that are worth researching companies on to see what the employees feedback is like. Um, Keep in mind too, of course, just like restaurant reviews and resorts and flights and hotels, it's always the most annoyed people that leave the reviews more so than <laughs> the positive ones. Exactly. Personally, I have my own my own personal uh, review policy, which is I have to write two great reviews for every one negative one I leave. Um, this isn't for an employer, by the way. This is more for like if I go to a restaurant and I have a really bad experience and I'm steaming, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a negative review. And then I think, oh, wait, I got to write two great reviews uh, for restaurants recently. And once I've done that, I'm like, ah, forget it. <laughs> so anyway, that's my personal thing about reviews, but yeah, so I recommend checking indeed check, um, check Glassdoor. But in addition to that, talk to the other employees. Um, you know, just, I always offer this too. So if, if I'm speaking to somebody who would like to talk about possibly working together, 
you know, they may, they may not know me personally. They may not know my work with future forth. So I say, you know, why don't you go on my LinkedIn profile? You'll find, uh, I have roughly, I think it's about 120 recommendations on my profile. Go there and pick somebody to ask randomly what it's like to work with me. And so this is important because if you're looking for a job, you should talk to the other employees or even previous employees to get a feel for what it's like to work at that company. With all of this, are there any related resources that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, as I mentioned, the ROI of NICE as a presentation is available on demand as a webcast from my website at futureforth.com. Um, so I do encourage your your uh, your listeners to go and, and check that out. Um, and you can find out, you can read the blog there. I have a podcast there and I have a weekly email newsletter called The Nice Maker. And every Friday I send some articles and resources to help uh, make you a better, nicer leader. Okay, guess what? We are at that time in the episode for those rapid fire style questions. All right. Are you excited? I am excited. (laughs) So uh, a little bit of time constraint here. Each question requires less than 60 seconds to respond. Okay. So here we go. Okay, give us one book that all talent development professionals must read and why. Adam Grant's Think Again. Um, because oh, yeah. it will help you rethink, uh, it, it helps you bring empathy, uh, into a lot of what you do, both in the office and outside of the office. So, uh, think again, it's also a great book to buy before, uh, uh before presidential elections. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using. One tool I recently learned about and started using R- Riverside uh, that you are using for this podcast is, uh, is great. I'm always looking for new, uh, new tools as a podcaster. Um, so uh, yeah, I've heard good things about Riverside and I, I like, I like what I'm seeing. So I might have to poke around a little more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have tried many podcasting platforms and this yes. is the one that I settled on because I love it. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've had fiascos happen recording. And so uh, I'm always looking for new things. My wife and I started podcasting in 2005. Uh, So we had the the second parenting podcast ever. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of the beginners. I love it. Oh yeah. Um, One of the industry pioneers, we'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? To treat people the way you want to be treated, mm. which is something my mom grilled into me. Um, yeah, just, I mean, nobody wants to be treated like a jerk, right? <laughs> nobody wants to be poorly treated. And I think, you know, there's something to be said for karma, call it what you want. But I really do believe that if you treat people kindly and nicely, uh, that will come back to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's one thing you're excited about that's coming up in the next year? One thing I'm excited about coming up in the next year. Uh, Well, you know, I'm a speaker. I do a lot of keynote presentations and I absolutely love to speak. And so uh, hopefully maybe a presentation for y'all there. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what is uh, something within our talent development industry that you're deeply grateful for right now? Uh, Something... 
Well, I think I think the fact that ATD has done a great job in providing both online training and in person. And, you know, during the pandemic, obviously, we've all had to make a lot of pivots in the business we do. Um, myself in training and workshops and speaking, of course, I've had to go visual the uh, to video as well. So uh, being able to pivot and sort of balance out the content so that it's available in different mediums and in different ways uh, for the safety of folks is uh, is fantastic. But of course, like everybody else, I'm excited to get back together again. Dave, we're so happy you joined us today to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And thank you to my co-host as well. It was a pleasure as well. And many thanks to our community for listening. Before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Volunteering with Metro DCATD will change your life. Are you ready to join our team? Go to dcatd.org forward slash volunteering and complete volunteer interest form. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today.